Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. The NHL world was surprised for the most part, I think, that Claude Julien was let go as head coach of the Montreal Canadiens. We'll find out more from Eric Engels, who covers the Habs for Sportsnet and talks as well about the upcoming two-game set that the Habs have here in Winnipeg. That's all on the podcast. Big news in the hockey world today is that Claude Julien is no longer the head coach of the Montreal Canadiens. It's a move that I personally did not see coming. It was not on my radar. We're going to find out now if it was on the radar of our next guest, Eric Angles of Sportsnet. Eric, did you see this coming? Well, if you read what I wrote last night, um, certainly saw that the writing was on the wall. Um, yeah, I had an inclination that it was. And, you know, uh, that's kind of the, this business, right? You know, it's it's a results business. And when the owner of the Montreal Canadiens spends over $100 million in the offseason, uh, and the expectations rise significantly, and then only more so after a 7-1-2 and two start, an eight-game skid is is dangerous territory. And Clojulian was given an extra week to kind of right the ship with the Canadians off for six days between games. Uh, Mark Bergevay felt he didn't want to do anything in haste, um, but him and Kirk Muller end up paying the price for the fact that the kid, that the team just didn't respond the way uh, the way uh, he had hoped. And um, this is a short season, and and you got to move quick if you're gonna if you're going to save it. So he did. Yeah, your headline last night, Julian's seat gets hotter as lost to Senators extends Canadian skid. The end of that game was a bit controversial with a goal being waved off. If that goal was counted, would he still be coaching them today? Maybe for a game or two. You know, I, I think the, the, the big issue there is that the trends that had been established over the eight-game skid, basically – you know, they were still very much apparent in this game against Ottawa, uh, despite the fact that the Canadians played a great third period and probably deserved to win on that goal by Gallagher, which I thought should have been a good one. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, the, the power play was still anemic. The penalty kill still was a disaster. They took way too many penalties. They didn't start the game on time in a very desperate situation. And uh, a lot of the frustration that was around that they had focused so much on their attitude and changing Going into that game, uh, you know, to have a start like that, it was very clear that the message just hadn't sunken in. So it's just a tough break. I, I love Clojulian. I think he's a phenomenal coach. I think he's a great man. And um, that is this business sometimes. Even great coaches and great people end up on the outside looking in. And now I'm wondering, Eric, if the team would have been – better off doing this before the season i don't know if it's if it's tough to do a coaching change in the midst of a season like this do you think that let's say had they lost to pittsburgh in that play-in round in the bubble things would have worked out differently here or do you think it all would have happened the same uh, you know mark bergman had a pretty good line today he said uh if if uh if the guy wouldn't have beat me i would have won the race right like there's there's a lot of if scenarios there that you're bringing up that you know, Fair the enough. fact is, like, if you look at the bubble, you know, a lot of people point to the work, you know, that, that Kirk Muller did when Claude Julien went down uh, with a with a heart situation and needed open heart surgery. You know, it was Claude Julien who uh, 
who decided that he was going to promote Nick Suzuki up his lineup. It was Claude Julien who decided to give Max Domi spot to Jesperi Kakaniemi and play him the way he did. It was Claude Julien who paired Jonathan Julien with Nick Suzuki and found chemistry there. It was Claude Julien who was kind of pressing these buttons that I don't think a lot of people expected that he would press. And it was Claude Julien who coached them past the Penguins in that series. So, you know, I think Claude Julien was a big factor in what we saw from the Canadians in the bubble and and uh, bringing out kind of a better side of them to give Mark Bergevin the incentive to make the moves that he made in the offseason. You know, if, if uh, the Canadians don't beat the Penguins and if they don't essentially outplay the Flyers in a six-game loss, uh, you know, at least to a degree, obviously the Flyers deserve to win that series, but Montreal could have won it the way they played. Then Mark Bergevin wouldn't have gone out on that spending spree in the offseason with the endorsement of Jeff Molson and gotten all these players that they believe made their team quite a bit better. And I still believe made their team quite a bit better. And I still believe this team is going to rebound and probably be a lot closer to the one we saw at the beginning of the season than the one we've seen over the last eight games. So the if game is all I understand why the question is asked because it's that's that is our business that's what we do right we look back and we say what if it was this way um but it's not and and everything happens for a reason and in retrospect um i don't think anybody could have seen this this all playing out the way it did from from the moves that were made in the offseason to the great start to the the downhill plunge to close losing his job um but i know one thing's for sure it's it's all on the line here. Uh, this team believes in itself, believes it can be a very good team, if not a contender. And um, they've got some business to take care of to get back to that status. So Dominic Ducharme gets the promotion to interim head coach Alex Burroughs will replace associate coach Kirk Muller. Your column today on Sportsnet, uh, the headline is Bergevin banking on them to bring new energy. So let's look ahead to the future now. And what do you think this change in coaching will bring to this locker room? What kind of coach can uh, Dominique Ducharme be at the NHL level? We're going to find out. Um, you know, I, I one of the things that if you were watching his press conference today, you have to be impressed with how calm and collected he was. And I, I was. I asked him about it specifically because he's – in a tornado of pressure all around him. And, and he, you know, he, he just seemed so unbristled and, and uh, he said, I feel prepared. You know, uh, that's why I'm calm and I'm confident. I, I feel prepared. Like, like a student who goes into an exam knowing they studied enough and not caring what the questions are going to be. I thought it was a great answer. And if I was Mark Bergevin feeling good about the, the decision that he made and saying, you know, I'm 100% behind Dominic Ducharme and he's my guy and he was going to be my guy one way or another. And that had to be um, a confidence swelling moment for the GM who's putting a lot on the line and, and putting it into this guy who's a rookie coach at the NHL level. So I can't see the future. I, d- I don't know how it's all going to work out. I know that change takes time to institute and the Canadians have virtually no breaks in their schedule and very little time to practice. So we're going to get a real good example of how good of a coach Dominic Ducharme can be. And we're going to find out real soon. And he's going to have help. He's going to have Alex Burroughs beside him, who is not so disconnected from a playing career in this league and knows the players quite well and will 
most likely be advantageous in helping to turn around special teams that are nowhere near where they should be in terms of what their output has been. And we'll see. We'll see where it all goes. Uh, but I was impressed with Ducharme's composure on this day. We'll see if he still has it after, after a few games and all the questions that come from us on a daily basis. And as we heard uh, earlier in the show from Nikolai Ehlers, he's got very high um, thoughts on Dominic Ducharme with the Halifax Mooseheads, Pierre-Luc Dubois as well at the World Juniors with Ducharme a few years ago. There are connections between uh, Ducharme and here in Winnipeg, and that's where his coaching career and the NHL will begin tomorrow night. How do you think the Montreal Canadiens match up with the Jets, a team that, curiously, they haven't played at all yet this season? I cannot wait to see. I, like to me, it could it has the potential to be the most exciting matchup that we've seen. I think both teams play really hard. I think you know the one thing that we've seen over the last number of years with the Canadians having a an even weaker addition than the one they have right now is they played with a speed that rocked the Jets back on their heels. And I think the Jets are going to be prepared for that now. You know they've been exposed to it for a couple of years where they didn't do as well against it. They have you know, nine games against each other this year. There's going to be some back and forth here. And they both are not afraid to, to check the, the physical or, or raise the, the, the temperature of the game here. So, I, you know, I love the way Paul Maurice coaches his team. And I, I think that engagement is going to be there on both sides and it should make for great hockey. And, you know, the real dynamic at play here is the depth of the Canadians versus that, you know, that star studded top six of the Jets and we'll see which system prevails uh, over the season series but there's a lot on the line even as they enter a, a first game against each other and considering where they are in proximity to each other in the standings it only it only helps the uh, the level that I think we're going to see so I don't want to overhype it but I think we're going to see great hockey what about net Connor Hellebuck's been pretty solid this season Carey Price has a save percentage below 900 is there a perception in Montreal that he's been having a bit of a, a down year? I think the perception in Montreal is that he could be a lot better. And I think the perception from Carey Price and the Canadians is that he can be a lot better. And, you know, last night's game against Ottawa was almost uh, his season in a nutshell. Not almost. It was exactly that. You know, he made so many unbelievable saves in that game and let in two to three goals that just, you don't want any goalie to let in, let alone Carey Price. So he's got to work on that. I think one of the things that's kind of undersold here on the price factor is that he's not used to playing as infrequently as he has this season. And that was the plan that they you know, put into place in bringing in Jake Allen for that specific reason to give him that rest. So there is a rhythm factor, and the Canadian schedule hasn't helped that because it's been lighter and it's about to pick up. And so he will have a chance to get into more rhythm. The other thing is, is that he hasn't had the pressure of having a goaltender behind him that's as quality as Allen is since Halak was around. And that's, we're going back over 10 years. So it's, it's, there's an adjustment there. There's a mental adjustment there. There's, there's, I'm not making excuses for Carey Price here. He has to be a lot better and all of that shouldn't matter at the end of the day, but you just can't discount how much of a mental game this is and how much, of a physical game it is too. And like to just ignore those factors as reasons for why he's not quite on his game at a hundred percent. 
would be, you know, silly. Like you, you have to take those things into account. So I think at the end of the day, though, like Carey Price is going to look at his situation and say, I don't care what anybody thinks about the rhythm of this or who Jake Allen is. Like I need to be the best version of myself. And when we've seen him challenged like this before, he's kind of always emerged and rebounded. So I definitely would not be betting against him doing that. All right. Eric, appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for this and stay well. My pleasure. Take care. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell. Until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you all the way.